will be interesting seeing what they consider a triple-A VR game. Right. Well, I just thought, so Sony's a Japanese company, yes? Oh, here we go. So, <laughs> from my understanding, Japanese is, has a very big uh, following for, like, uh, visual novels. So those in oh, VR? No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> just trying to find more ways to trick people into reading. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with reading, Mom. <laughs> A book disguised as a game right there. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome into Lighthearted Gamers, episode 52. I'm your host, Alex Light with Sparky3. Hopefully you're having a phenomenal day. Whatever day you're listening or perhaps watching this podcast over our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Sparky3. Make sure to give us a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, share the channel, be a friend, tell a friend that you're watching. We'd greatly appreciate that. Boys, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We got uh, our update uh, for Switch sales, how the software is done, how the hardware is done. Some, I would say only like probably a couple things kind of surprising in the top 10 for top selling games there. You know, most of it's pretty straightforward. It's kind of been the same thing for the past couple years. Uh, we got Back for Blood beta thoughts here in this episode. Zach's had a chance to play that. Uh, we got some interesting stuff that uh, came out of a couple conference calls with Take-Two and EA we'll talk about and uh, some PSVR 2 news. But joining with me, as always, I got here in studio, I got Zach. Zach, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Can't complain. Finally got my week of Assassin's Creed through. So That's right. How far did you get? So, beat, completely beat one, two, Brotherhood Revelations, and uh, should actually finish three by this evening. Three by this evening. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a hell of a journey that you've been on, trying to, trying to get that done. Yeah. Um, do you think you're going to finish three before you actually go back to work? Yeah. Okay. My co- real question is, since I bought the remastered, I didn't realize it came with Liberation, mm-hmm. and I looked at it and went, I don't know how much you matter to the main story, so I'm debating whether playing Liberation or not. Okay, well, fair. Uh, and then coming in for this episode, once again, he's back. We got John here in studio. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Having a good day so far? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. How's uh, too much. You know, I know you got an uh, invitation to the Back for Blood uh, beta, but you've had some computer issues. Are you going to get that situated to hop, hopefully hop into Back for Blood? I uh, should be able to get it sorted out whenever I head back to the house, because as I walked out of the house to head over here, my parts were delivered. Okay, okay. Hey, good. Maybe maybe you can also hop on and you two can play some Back for Blood beta and just have a great time there. Uh, so... Quick uh, couple things I want to run through real fast. Number one, if you haven't checked out Lot Hard Gamers episode 50, please do so. That was a really fun episode of 50 video games you absolutely need to play. Make sure to go give us a follow at Twitter at LH Gamers Podcast. Make sure to go check out my other podcast, Animan Plus. You can follow us at Twitter at Animan Podcast as well. And lastly, if you want to support us further, Patreon's a great way to do so. Don't feel obligated to listen to the shows enough, but be a friend, tell a friend. We'd greatly appreciate that. All right, so a couple lead-off things. Number one, let's uh, let's give a little Blizzard update with all the drama that's been going on there. Uh, so the president stepped down, to no surprise. Uh, J. Allen uh, Brack, I believe was his name. Yes. Uh, so he stepped down with the uh, the article being he's pursuing other opportunities. Let's be real. We know what actually happened here, especially since he was like a forefront in the entire lawsuit. Uh, we did get, for the new president, there are two people that are going to be sharing it. I know one of them came over from Xbox. He was with Xbox for a very long time. I'm drawing a blank on his last name. But I know his first name is Mike, as well as... Uh, Jen is uh, going to be the other president. I, I don't. I don't remember her background, but I know Mike worked for Xbox for a very long time, and he just joined the company in 2019. So they're going to be the new presidents uh, of the company. I, you know, one little tidbit that Zach gave before we started here is that when it comes to Overwatch League, apparently State Farm has pulled out its sponsorship with Overwatch League, and Coca-Cola is revisiting their sponsorship with Overwatch League. So that is something to kind of watch for here in the future and see what's going to happen there. That is such a shit show. Yes, it yeah. is. Jesus, it, it's going to be a long road uh, to to get Blizzard back into uh, any sort of decent standing, and obviously cleaning house is part of it, and getting uh, other people in. But also with these two new uh, people that have now taken over in charge. Don't get me wrong; I understand it's a slow process. You're not going to have shit happen overnight. Uh, as of now, nothing has changed. Apparently, not a single thing besides just the you know the see the new presidents being in place. Other than that, nothing else has changed. And I know it's a long process; it's not going to happen overnight. But we'll see what happens with that. 
All right, with that so with that little update out of the way, let's go ahead and kick things off with Back for Blood. This being like more or less the Left for Dead uh, spiritual uh, successor. You know, a lot of the Left for Dead creators, you know, have been working on this game, and Left for Dead fans are are super pumped for this. It's coming out later this year. The beta is out. Zach's had a chance to play it. Zach, you got the floor, man. What's going on with Back for Blood? What what's good about it? What's bad about it? You know, obviously this is a beta. There's going to be problems. What could change? What are we looking like here? So. It's Left 4 Dead. <laughs> All right. That, that's that, what it is. That's already great news. That's already great news. So, uh, I mean, Back for Blood, it's got a lot more gun options than Left 4 Dead ever had. And pretty much new zombies, some slightly new mechanics here and there with the game, which is a whole thing of, like, instead of just having, because uh, Left 4 Dead was, you had a primary, secondary health item and uh, throwable, you know, have that, plus you have a primary, secondary healing item, uh, offensive item, and a supportive item. So you have a kit of like five things. Then you have the whole card system, which is uh, very unique in itself, where you create a deck of 15 cards based of cards that you collect. And whenever you go into a game, it more or less takes that deck, just randomizes it, and draws like five at a time to let you select one to add to your set of cards active in the match. And it for the first round you're in, it does that, draws up like four, four or five cards to set your deck. Then whenever you're running through PvE, the start of every new um, chapter, it draws one more for you to use. So more or less stacking over the campaign, ideally making you stronger as the intensity ramps up and things like that. But overall, I'm enjoying the game. Gunplay has been f- Fun, um, just dealing with getting through the campaigns and everything. Mapping has been interesting. Mapping has been sort of interesting to figure out paths you have to take because there's weird little things that you wouldn't expect. Like on one of the maps to get through a house, there's this giant pulsing red thing there that you have to shoot to pop it to unveil the door, which if you're not thinking about it and think it's just part of the environment, you'll just walk right past that sucker searching the house going, where the hell's the exit? (laughs) And, um... I haven't had a chance to do the PvP yet because there is two PvP maps that are available during the beta, mm-hmm. which is the uh, swarm mode where it's more or less two teams see who can survive the longest. So I haven't had a chance to mess with that yet. Planning on messing with that hopefully this evening. But overall, just been enjoying the actual main gameplay, learning the decks and everything. The As you said, there is some glitches. It was a match- To be expected. Yeah. There is a matchmaking glitch, which they've... Looks like they fixed fixed now. Where even if you got into a game, your game would continue to search for a match until it times out. Then once that round ended, it would kick you out of that lobby and put you in a lobby by yourself, and no one would be able to join you for whatever reason. Okay. They they ally AI is super incompetent. That game's not playable with just the AI, even on the easiest difficulty. It's just not doable. Hmm. They're pretty much they're standing there. They take zombie hits for you, but. Any help during a finale is, you know, not there. And then um, there's been a fun other AI glitch where if people join mid-game, it will not erase the bots. So you'll have bots plus the players. And because of that, the game registers it as too many people there. So even if you get to the end, it won't process that everyone's in the safe room. (laughs) Mm-hmm. because it believes there's a bot still somewhere wherever it was supposed to despawn whenever the players joined. So the only way to fix it is just quit until whoever's bot's being designated that leaves the game. Okay. Yeah, but been a couple interesting. But overall, I've been enjoying it, hoping f- to see where it goes and fixing mechanics and things like that. Gotcha. So as a longtime Left 4 Dead fan, would you say so far, besides like a couple issues, whatever... Um, sounds like the AI one is going to be an annoying issue for people that uh, don't have friends or something. That sounds like that's going to be a pain there. But uh, as a longtime Left 4 Dead fan, uh, does this kind of meet all of your hopes and expectations that you ever had for a potential Left 4 Dead kind of remake? Or, or, or not remake, a uh, sequel? I mean, it hits a couple of them. There's still a couple things that I would like to see. Like, um, I'd be curious to see how some of the other finales go because the, the main one I've played involves loading our artillery gun and firing in a set amount of times with hordes of zombies trying to attack you. I mean, it's a fairly nice finale. 
I don't think it's as intense as some of the other finales I remember from Left 4 Dead. Mm-hmm. But that may just be because I was just messing with the new difficulties and whatnot. So it wasn't on like the hardest difficulty. So that might amp that up. And also add how many shells you have to fire before you can leave. So the finale mechanics, I'd be curious to see what other finales are in there. Um, as for like spawning and whatnot, like the special ridden, as they're called. I would hope to see more variety in them. I mean, the ones that are there are somewhat interesting and based from my understanding of the swarm, like uh, each of the mutations have like three different variants. Mm -hmm. So there is some variety in there. At least in the campaign, there was only really three that you saw, which all sort of hampered you a bit, but they weren't like very often. They weren't much different from just commons. Mm-hmm. If you see them and just gun them down, they drop pretty quickly. So, I mean, as in terms of uh, difficulty and variability, I hope for more. The actual just running around as survivors feels nice and just gunplay and everything. So, I'm more curious to see what happens on the ridden end add for challenge and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, how long is this beta running for? It is currently running this weekend until the uh, Monday, I believe, is when it ends. Okay. And then the open beta is actually next week, which starts from the 12th to the 16th, if I remember correctly. Okay. No, oh, because this one's just like a closed invite beta? Yes. This gotcha. one is just early access, and if you got a uh, key. But, okay. yeah, next week, the from the 12th, August 12th to August 16th, the open beta will be running where you don't have to do a pre-order or anything, just find the download for it to play it. Gotcha. Okay. Overall, though, very uh, impressive what you got, though, so far, huh? Yeah, overall been enjoying it, so. Okay, cool. And hopefully, uh, John, hopefully you can hop in today as well and get a chance to, you know, play it and enjoy it as well. I know you're a Left 4 Dead fan. So, ho- hopefully uh, hopefully everything with Back for Blood is everything that a Left 4 Dead fan would want. Uh, hopefully it's going to be, you know, the issues that is in, the, in place there can get corrected by the time release comes, but... You know, looking forward to hearing more about it, especially when the game, the full game is out and you manage to get your hands on it and just kind of what's going on there. All right, let's hop over to the news. I uh, got a lot of quick news kind of run through. Number one, uh, so Pokemon Go. Um, this is a, kind of the quick, interesting talking point here. Pokemon Go has been kind of under under fire this uh, this past week. Uh, a lot of like of the the big notable Pokemon Go players and streamers and stuff like that that really push the game, support the game, have been kind of on a boycott type of stance on Pokemon Go as of right now because uh, with everything that's transpired last year with COVID, of course, when it comes to Pokemon Go, uh, they they put in a lot of uh, quality of life improvements right you know to help compensate for the social distancing for covid etc where you know you can be further away still access pokey stops and access other things within the game well here as of recently they have now reverted those distant changes and it is back to normal where you basically have to get up on top of pokey stops etc and obviously that's caught you know then if that's caught on fire because i mean as we have seen things that's recently while while things in the world are starting to open back up we are starting to get like full capacity and things at the same time cases for covid is ramping back up tremendously yeah. with the delta variant and everything so obviously with that said there's still a lot of people that are being very cautious about this which is understandable uh and have really pissed a lot of people off with how you know they've uh, reverted back to normal because you know they're trying to push people to get back out into the world do you guys have any thoughts on this uh when it comes to them making this change it, you know while They've made the change because I guess they're kind of following every other, everyone else, all these other companies, and like you know, sports, a good example as well. You know, making these changes back to normal. But meanwhile, cases are higher now than they they've been. You know, especially in certain areas. Like I know, I saw that Florida, for example, hit a new record for mm-hmm. people in hospital and cases and stuff. But uh, do you guys have any have any thoughts on this? Hopefully, it kind of gets reverted back and it kind of extends that distance. Poly- I mean, at the same time, those distance thing was like quality of life improvement. Yeah. So. I mean, hopefully that, yeah, they keep this reversion and just keep the distance thing for everything. But, I mean, it didn't really make sense to me why they took it out in the first place with everything. I think they were just finally like, oh, things are sort of getting better. This should be fine, right? Not really paying attention at all to what's going on. Um, So, overall, it's better that they are reverting and helpful for people. But other than that, no, not really. Just didn't make sense why they changed it in the first place. 
Right. And it will, uh, just for uh, clarification, as of now, it's still back to the short distance. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, they, they haven't reverted it back again, back to full distance. So as of right now, you, you know, you're back to the, you know, how it was once upon a time where you have to get up on a pokey stop. Like, you can't do it from a distance. The COVID stuff is out, out of the question at the moment, unless they unless they change it. Yeah, I, I just find it really interesting that they they decided to do this reversion. It's like, yeah, a lot of places are starting to open up again. But at the same time, a lot of places are looking at starting to shut back down, yep. close back off, reinstitute, like uh, the social distancing, enforcing mm-hmm. it actually again. And now all of a sudden you decide, you know what, let's let's make them actually get back out there and get on top of it. Right. It it doesn't seem to make sense to me. No, it doesn't. And I, I generally really hope that they, they do make the change back. While I have completely dropped Go, it hasn't even been on my phone in God knows how long, you know, for the people that do want to play Go and want to stay safe, you know, I do hope they make the change back. Um, so here's a little follow-up for you. I think we, I think this was on last week's episode. I plugged this news about Modern Warfare 3 Remaster. Uh, but, you know, there was uh, rumors that it was going to be bundled with the new Call of Duty coming out this year. Well, apparently this is per IGN. Activision says that uh, Modern Warfare 3 Remaster does not exist. Um, which I don't think that's a huge loss personally, because let's be real, who the fuck plays Call of Duty for campaigns? Like the the percentage of people that actually play for the campaign is so stupidly low, uh, and that that's all this was was the campaign remaster, just like Modern Warfare Two. Like if yeah. it, if it would have been like multiplayer remaster, I think this would be a little bit uh, obviously a bigger deal. But I mean, dude, you can put up a poll on the internet right now on Twitter, YouTube, or whatever, and be like, how many of you actually play Call of Duty? You know campaigns and the percentage is going to be like literally like 90 10 like no one no one plays it yeah i don't think i've ever actually finished a call of duty campaign the only ones i have finished was modern warfare one and two never even touched modern warfare three and i've never touched one since see i go way back and i'll go play big red one every now and again Okay, I've heard Big Red One actually is a fun campaign. Big Red One was fun. Okay, that, that's that's what I've heard. So that's understandable. That's fair. Uh, so we finally have a release window for Diablo Immortal. This game was announced like two years ago with the shitstorm that it was, uh, but it is finally set to release in the first half of 2022. Uh, we also had a delay with the uh, new Amazon MMO New World. It only got delayed to September 28th, uh, 2021, which doesn't really surprise me. And you know they've had the open beta, I believe, here recently, and it was set to come out like literally this month. In a couple yeah. of weeks, it was set to come out, and I've seen I've seen a lot of good about out of the beta uh, from just you know people that have been playing it. Uh, like I know the biggest one that I've kind of been following on it is Asmogold. Asmogold's been kind of playing it here and there, and um, you know I've seen some issues with it. So it being delayed doesn't really surprise me. I did I did think the the window of beta to release was kind of short personally. So it being delayed doesn't necessarily surprise me too much. Uh, Team Sobe, who of course has done the stuff with Astros, like Astros Playroom on the PS5, have recently uh, begun work on their next project. They've got a ton of job listings, and these job listings detail that people will be working on like exciting, you know, mul- multiple levels and blah blah blah. And they're calling this their most ambitious project yet. A couple of tidbits that I came across with this is that this could potentially be like a full blown 3D platformer Astros game, you know, similar to what you see at like Mario, for example, which would be pretty dope. I think that'd be really cool to see because I know, uh, you know, one thing that Sony does kind of lack is like a true mascot type of thing. Maybe Astro could be that mascot. You know, who knows? I mean, they had Sackboy for a couple years. They did have Sackboy for a couple years. Kind of dropped that one a little bit, but now it could be Astro. I don't know. I mean, because Astro, you know, kind of the one, the one reason why Astro could be potentially pushed as a mascot is because it can hop back and forth between VR, you know, that they're trying to really get yeah. into as well as just the general console. Um, there is a rumor involving Sony that they're set to announce a new Silent Hill Metal Gear Solid very soon, which if that is true, that would line up with Abandon. You know, by the, the, the day this episode comes out, hopefully we'll know what Abandon is. I feel like we probably still won't. I pro- they'll probably still will not reveal the title and we'll just get whatever this visual experience is on the app on 810 for what the hell Abandon is. It won't be revealed as a Silent Hill probably, but I'm still putting money that this is a new Silent fucking Hill. I, I I don't know what it it's got to be. I'm I'm convinced. I mean, just get really bored and just make it the abandoned silent snake. <laughs> that would that would be some shit. That would be. I mean, they did when when they teased with the new with the recent abandoned thing that we talked about last week. Yeah. It was in the Metal Gear font. And it looked like there was a guy with an eye patch in the background. So you might be onto something. This might be a, a Silent Hill Metal Gear crossover or some dumb shit. Um. 
one little tidbit involving Fall Guys is that there is a Ratchet and Clank skin uh, that has been added. The event is running from 8-6 to 8-15. So if you're a big Ratchet fan and you've played some Fall Guys in the past, make sure to hop on there and try to get that skin. It's basically a, a chonky Clank. It's pretty adorable. Uh, still not motivating me enough to hop back into Fall Guys right now, but sooner or later I'll probably hop back into that shit show of a game. Um, all right, so Xenoblade. Uh, Mila, is that, is that how you pronounce it? Uh, the voice actress for her accident seems to have accidentally revealed that a new game is potentially in development for Xenoblade, which would be expected. Xenoblade has become a, a very, you know, well-selling franchise for Nintendo over the past 10 years. It just celebrated its 10-year anniversary, I believe, last year. Um, you know, and so you know, her teasing that, you know, not teasing, but accidentally slipping in a recent interview that a game could be in development is basically going to be Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Uh, I am still wondering if we're ever going to see Xenoblade Chronicles X ported up to the Switch. Because when it comes to those Wii U games that have been consistently ported one after the, one after another, uh, there's only a handful, only a couple Nintendo ones that have yet to be you know ported up. Like I know Star Fox is one, and Xenoblade Chronicles X is another. Obviously, I know Xenoblade Chronicles X is, is different, you know, storyline from the Chronicles that we have one and two so far. But either way, just you know, a little tidbit, a little extra thought that popped in my head there. So, um, when it comes to this Dead Space, uh, Dead Space remake that is set to come out, well, first off, it is aiming for a fall 2022 release, so just another game added potentially to 2022, it, which is going to be one of the biggest years. I'm going to go ahead and put money and say it's going to be the biggest year in gaming in history with everything that we have lined up coming. But the uh, the game director for Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to be the one running the uh, running the Dead Space remake. Uh, which I did actually see some funny comments online that people were just like, oh, Jesus Christ, Dead Space is about to be like Assassin's Creed. No, come on, let's, let's slow it down a little bit. That's not going to happen. But, but, you know, with that, you know, with the game director leaving uh, Ubisoft and going over to work with, uh, you know, EA and everything when it comes to the Dead Space remake, Zach, you came across a, a recent uh, little, you know, news tidbit here that more people have been leaving Ubisoft, like the art director and stuff like that, of, of like the recent uh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, um... Yeah, it was just a little thing I stumbled across of that someone had um, found out and pieced together that apparently the Assassin's Creed team of Ubisoft has actually been losing a lot of their veteran um, game developers and whatnot for some time now since uh, Valhalla's release and things like that. Just s- veteran developers have been just slowly from Valhalla's release up to currently just been uh, either leaving Ubisoft, being moved to different projects, and mostly going to like um, indie studios and stuff like that to try and do something different because it's when I say veteran, I'm, we're talking like people who were working back on like the original Assassin's Creed. So they've been with oh, Ubisoft <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it. I mean, for how long they go, it's not really surprising that they're leaving that to go mess with other stuff and whatnot. But at the same time, like what they were saying in that video was uh, slightly worrying for the look for Assassin's Creed and whatnot going into their possible live service infin- uh, Assassin's Creed Infinite right. and things like that. So it'll be curious to see. Um, makes me slightly more worried about it. But then again, it was already worried that they were going to make Assassin's Creed live service mm-hmm. since everyone's very skeptical on how that's going to work and everything like, like that. And I'm for this since I have been playing through this week of Assassin's Creed, I definitely feel a differentness of all the Assassin's Creed's early Assassin's Creed of just being these single box stories of each of the characters versus our big open world one Assassin's Creed, which have good stories and whatnot, but doesn't feel as um, I guess solid to me now. Because mm-hmm. I mean, all the open world Assassin's Creed that I mess with have been fun and whatnot, and they have their good stories and everything, but it feels sort of like there's a lot more loose ends in those to me now, in hindsight. Mm. And you know, with uh, people le- you know leaving the team and stuff, it, it doesn't it's not it doesn't come as a surprise once you look at everything that transpired last year with Ubisoft and everything kind of popping out and yeah, you know, it's just people getting out now. You know, it's kind of the same thing we've seen out of Blizzard. Like let's say Jeff Kaplan, for example. You know, that was in my I think a lot of people's opinion a left field leave of Jeff Ditch and Blizzard. And now that everything has popped out with this lawsuit, you're like, oh shit, that makes sense. I understand why you wanted to get out. Um, so yeah, I mean you're right. It is interesting to see where you where Ubisoft is now with people leaving, and it does kind of create some concerns for Infinite. You know, the last little in, uh, tidbit that we had on Infinite is that you know, like, kind of like the release window that they were trying to aim for, which I think was uh, 23. Uh, that that's something that is so unbelievably loose. Do not put any money into it because they're obviously trying to figure out everything within within house right now, trying to get it situated. So. 
Um, going on from there, uh, we do have this I thought was actually really cool. Uh, Ghost of Shima Legends, the multiplayer mode that they added last year, you know, just for free, just got a free update for it. Uh, that is actually set to be a standalone release uh, here very soon um, for the PS4 and PS5. It's coming uh, 9-3 which I, I do think that was pretty dope. Uh, that does gonna that is going to come with a new Rivals mode, which is two teams versus waves of enemies. Uh, the Cure Mastery system is completely going to be updated with the progression system. And there is a new update that is also coming the, the 20th, so you can get some new update currently in the uh, in Legends before then. Uh, this is actually super cool. I've, I've dabbled in Legends a couple times. You know, the, the story of, for Ghost of Shima is, is so captivating for me. Like, I, I couldn't really pull myself away. But I when Legends did come out, I did hop in there and try it out a couple times. I thought thought it was pretty cool uh haven't hopped back in in quite some time but i am looking forward to seeing this being a standalone release here soon i did not see if it was going to be if it was going to cost or not or be like a free you know free to play thing i did not see that um probably should have looked in that but i didn't see anything in the news about it when this popped out but have you got have either of you guys ever tried legends nope not at all any interest in trying it maybe because i didn't even realize this was a thing in goes to shishima I beat Ghost of Tsushima, and then I just left it. You beat it before Legends came out. Yeah. I think you beat Ghost of Tsushima upon release, right? Uh, about a month or two after release, yeah. Okay, then yeah, because Legends didn't come out until like November is when uh, when th- when this popped out as a free update. Uh, and it, like I mean to get to get access to legends just going to the, when you go into the game you go to like one of the one of the settlements or something like that there's just a random guy standing there you go up and talk to him he's just like oh do you want to be a legend or something and then it brings you into the co- into the multiplayer mode. That's how you get to it. But I mean, I, I like I said, I enjoyed it. It was cool. You get to you know, you get to pick what sort of class of character that you want, different fighting styles and stuff like that, and you just go through and play you know the legends mode. You know, so I am looking forward to seeing this being a standalone release. I think it'll be interesting. Out of curiosity, for people who haven't ever touched or looked, and what the heck is it? It's just like waves of enemies. Are you versing people? Both. So it's for honored. Yeah, more or less. Okay. All right, that's all Zach needed to know to get it. He's like, all right, I got you. Uh, still talking about some PlayStation news here. So, uh, we did get some news on the PSVR two that kind of popped out this week. You know, the PS we're still very early into uh, you know VR right now. That is still something that is still very much in its baby stage, and Sony is uh, really looking to give more of a push to the VR because if you compare sales with the PlayStation VR to the Oculus and et cetera, the PlayStation VR has outsold others. It is the top selling VR console that is out there, and it looks like they're actually starting to try to get behind it more um, because we, you know, the news that we did get out with the PSVR 2 is that it's going to have an HDR OLED dis- displays 2000 times uh, 2040 per eye uh, FOV uh, 110, which is more than the uh, PSVR. I believe the PSVR is only 100 FOV. Uh, the controllers we package with each headset feature touch sensors. All right, that's cool. More launch details is coming in 2022 and Sony is apparently looking to create AAA level titles for the PSVR 2. Um, any boys, none of us have really dived into anything VR. You know, John, you've gotten to dabble a little bit into it. So what is what is your thoughts on this? We're all very, very much rookies here when it comes to VR. You're, you're the only one here that's actually really got to do anything with it. it it'll be interesting. I'd like to see what ex- exactly they mean by AAA titles for VR because... I think Mass for, Effect. For the most part. Fuck yes. God damn it. <laughs> Let's go. I, I, I think for the most part right now, like VR stuff has been a, a lot smaller in scope or like add-ons where you can play through games you, that you've already played or something. Yeah. Or it's kind of like smaller closed experiences. Mm-hmm. It will be interesting seeing what they consider a AAA VR game. Right. Well, I just thought, so Sony's a Japanese company, yes? Oh, here we go. So, <laughs> from my understanding, Japanese is, has a very big uh, following for, like, uh, visual novels. So those in oh, VR. No. <laughs> oh, no. Just trying to find more ways to trick people into reading. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with reading, Mom. <laughs> a book disguised as a game right there. <laughs> 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 that is true, and no, John, you're right. What 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 do they mean by AAA level? You know, type of titles here. You know, the only like um, the only big VR titles that I have known to come out and be any sort of successful um, was uh, Half Life Alex. I mean, that was I think I think that was nominated for Game of the Year yeah. uh, last year, and then I have heard that Resident Evil Seven 
was was really good in in VR. Now, obviously, that's not a VR title; it's just an I attachment to it. I forgot that you could do that in VR. Yeah, yeah. Of course, that is not a standalone title; it's just something extra that you can do. But uh, those are the only VR things that's come out over the past few years that's come across my timeline, where it's like, oh shit, this is actually really good. You know, I know they released that Iron Man VR. Never heard a single fucking thing about it besides that. Oh, it came out. It looked cool when they initially revealed it. I was like, oh, yeah, that looks dope. Never heard anything else ever again. I have no idea if it's good or not. I haven't bothered to look into it. Yeah, I feel that most VR titles yes. that have come out, it, it's either, okay, well, this will be fun for 15 minutes, or it's one of either Half-Life, Half-Life Alex, right. which people are going to sit down and sink all their time into. Yep. But for the most part, I don't, well... Maybe there's stuff out there. I just, I'm not in the VR scene right now, so I don't yeah, know I what need. there is, really. I was about to say, yeah, as John was saying, most of the VR stuff I know is very uh, close uh, mechanics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really have, like, a big story. Like, the one big one I always see is stuff about is Beat Saber. Yeah, Beat Saber. Yeah. That's a common one, yeah. And But for, like, fully, like, stories, and what I would assume what they mean by AAA would be, like, actual full-length story and narratives that you're going to spin anywhere from 5 to 20 hours in, mm-hmm. give or take, depending on how far they want to go with it. I mean, I don't know many that are like that in VR. I mean, I could only guess that they're out there, but I do not know of them. I will also say, you know, one thing that I would expect to see as uh, we get into the PSVR is I would expect to see more VR-capable games not necessarily like standalones like what they're talking but i would expect to see like kind of like what they did with resident evil 7 for example it would not shock me if we saw vr capabilities for let's say the next spider-man would not shock me you know maybe horizon god those things would not shock it would not shock me if sony tried to go down that route and we saw some sort of vr capabilities or a vr mode it, just, it would not surprise me at all man spider-man vr just sounds disorienting like disorienting I don't know, swinging through that with the yeah, headset I saw, on. I sort of Man. thought the same thing as soon as you said it. I was like, people scared of heights are going to be done with this. Oh, yeah. Well, you could say the same thing for, like, let's say, you know, Resident Evil. You know, people that's just not, in, you know, not very into the horror genre. So, I mean, I mean, with, with I wouldn't necessarily take that out of the, you know, take that as, like, the defining moment. It's like, it's not going to be possible because, I mean, with VR, you are getting into the experience. So, there are going to be cases where people are going to have fears to do one thing or the other. If that's the case, they just won't play it. I mean, you know, and that goes for all games as it is. I mean, kind of like, um, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on the names. Is it that Grounded where they have the arachnophobia mode? You oh, know, for, yeah. 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 So, I mean, like, that's just in games in general. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say, like, that would be, like, the defining thing. It's like, oh, no, we can't do this. Because, I mean, I'm not joking. It would not shock me if Sony tried to go down that route where they maybe at try to – I don't know what title they would use it for. I don't know what title would be, like, I guess, like, a, a test, for you know, for example, of one of their first parties where, like, let, let's add some VR stuff to this game. You know, like, you know, just see how it goes. I don't know what would be their test to see how, how it would work out, but I, I think they'll end up trying it at some point. You know, as we continue to move on into a VR type of gaming landscape at some point in the future, like I said, it is very much in its baby stages right now. But I do think it's going to happen eventually. All right, let's talk about some uh, couple conference calls that we got. We had to take two and EA calls uh, that we got uh, a couple little tidbits for you. We'll start off with take two. Uh, so GTA 5 has sold 150 million units throughout its lifetime. Jesus Christ! The amount of <laughs> the amount of times this game has been ported up, dude. The amount of people still buying this game is just insane. And of course, it's coming out for the Xbox Series and PS5 here in a couple months, and that's just going to boost the sales even more. Uh, we did get a little tidbit here with uh, Red Dead Redemption Two has sold 38 million units. So that's pretty cool. Uh, 2K is set to reveal a new franchise later this month, which I would go ahead and put money on is probably going to be this Marvel XCOM that we have heard rumors about here for a little while. I know before E3 is when we got the we got we came across the rumor per Jason, uh, there was I think it was on Reddit and Jason Schreier t- chimed in and he said yeah you know he's like I don't know anything about the NBA 2K cover thing which ended up being correct uh, but he's like but this this and this I do know is confirmed which I think one of them was like Tiny Tina's Wonderlands uh, Marvel XCOM and there was another game as well so I would expect that to possibly be revealed and then another little thing that I came across which I thought was really cool was apparently they're working on six remasters and remakes that to be released within the next year three of them is confirmed two of them being Grand Theft Auto related of course Grand Theft Auto Online and Grand Theft Auto 5 going over to the new next generation but what is the remaining three 
I would say, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 next gen would be pretty dope. I think that would be something to 100% expect. But what about a Red Dead Redemption 1 remake? That is something that we could potentially see. I mean, I have no take on it. I mean, it'd be cool, but yeah. You want Red Dead Revolver. That's why you don't have a take. <laughs> I mean, I'll take either, but we're sort of focusing on Rockstar games. But it's take two, so it's possibly may not be Rockstar related. So yeah, uh, I well for that for that tidbit, I do believe that that was Rockstar. I, I could be wrong, but okay. I, I think for those remake uh, remakes and remasters, I do believe that that was Rockstar. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but you know, Red Dead Redemption One remake I think would be pretty dope. Maybe even include the Undead uh, Nightmare. That'd be fun. I mean, odds are, with being Rockstar, we could get anything. We could get a freaking re- another remaster of Bully. Seeing it as Rockstar. That is true. Because Rockstar has such a weird catalog of games if you really look back. So we could get just about anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, could get your Warriors game. You never know. I mean, I highly doubt <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that. no, no. That one's, that one's long gone. We'll never see that one again. Uh, you know, talking about the EA earnings call here. So uh, the only two tidbits I really took away from this is, number one, EA did confirm that they are planning to make more games within the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order franchise is what how they called it. So that is very interesting, whether if it's going to be just a spinoff involving maybe another set of characters or just a direct sequel. I would put money on the direct sequel. Uh, this game, I, I dabbled in for a, a good few hours, uh, probably about four to five hours. I mean, I thought it was okay. I still, I'm still planning to get back to it, especially since the PS5 up, you know, next gen patch, whatever is out. So I do want to kind of utilize that. Um, but what, what are you guys' thoughts on that? On the possibility of more sequels coming? Well, not the possibility, the confirmed of more sequels coming. I mean, it'll be nice. It's always fun to dabble into Star Wars-related stuff. I mean, I played uh, Fallen Order. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, Not all the characters gripped me, but several of them were interesting enough, and I'd be curious to see where they would take the world, depending Mm -hmm. on what they, whether it's going to be a sequel or spinoff or just something else entirely. So yeah. I feel like for the fans for it, as long as the game stays as what it was with a single-player game with no microtransactions, they'll be, they'll be fine. Yeah. Because I know when it came to uh, this game, everyone just kept looking around and saying, eh, where's those microtransactions? I know they're going to come in eventually. When are you going to hit me with it? That was the biggest surprise of all of that game is the fact that EA released something without microtransactions. Yeah, that is the biggest shocker. Uh, and then another thing that was actually really cool, I know this is John's favorite topic in the world, is uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition sold well above expectations and reignited passion for the franchise is, is how they described it. That's because there's too many people like you out there that are going to keep buying it. <laughs> that is true. And I'll probably rebuy that game whenever I get my, my Xbox series at some point. So you're right. <laughs> I mean, it's probably a good thing that they've announced that there is supposedly another Mass Effect game in the works. Yeah. So maybe it'll be hype enough that it'll make sales, but won't disappoint like Andromeda. Oh, God, please. No, it, it was pretty cool to see uh, that it sold well above expectations. I wish we could have got some hard numbers because I am very, very curious to what the numbers would be. But, hey, you know, this was this was the perfect thing to come out to get you prepped for what is to potentially come, especially if the new Mass Effect is going to bring us back to the Milky Way galaxy like it obviously seems like it is, you know, from seeing Liara in the uh, in the little tidbit that we did get the Reaper, the destroyed Reapers, etc. So you know th- this this was a phenomenal thing to come out for the franchise. I'm glad that it reignited passion for the franchise, and I, I really hope any new players that played it for the first time also really enjoyed the game. Look, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing sales numbers for it at some point. I don't know when, but maybe one day. Um, all right, so let's talk about the Switch here. Let's talk about sales on the Switch. You know, we, we get these once a year, same time every year, you know, around, in, you know, end of July, early August, whatever. All right. So uh, we'll kick things off with lifetime sales for the top 10 games. This is in millions and units sold. Um, so I know last June, Animal Crossing New, Hor- New Horizons did uh, beat out Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Well, that has since, you know, been reversed there because... Of course, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is bundled with the you know a common Switch to purchase. Mm-hmm. I know Animal Crossing is bundled as well, but that's a special edition Switch. It's a little bit tougher to find, so it doesn't surprise me to see Mario Kart back at number one with 
1.8 million units sold. That's insane. And then Animal Crossing New Horizon with 33.89. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate with 24.77. Uh, Breath of the Wild with 23.20. I know it's John's favorite game on the Switch. Sword and Shield uh, with 21.85. Odyssey with 21.40. Super Mario Party 15.72. Uh, Let's Go Pikachu Eevee 13.57. Splatoon 2. 1245 uh, and surprisingly enough ring fit adventure at 1126 from my understanding that game's actually very good <laughs> that is what i've been told too but man it kind of shocked that it broke into the top 10 shout out to that you know this is like a spiritual successor for like some of those you know we exercise like we fit etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. so I, I don't know i thought that was pretty interesting you boys have any takeaways from this i mean with mario kart it didn't, that's obviously no surprise you know it's bundled with a fucking console after all i mean it's obvious it's, it's a wee sports situation here um you know i do feel like there's a pretty you know decent gap there between number two to three but i mean the rest of this list is obviously very straightforward it's the same thing that we saw last year with the exception of i think ring fit uh, i think splatoon 2 was still up there last year but mario party with 15.72 uh, million units sold that's very impressive i know last year i think it was um it was above 10 million last year because that's whenever i started you know pitching that oh we're probably gonna get yeah. it a, a new Mario Party, but yeah, any any big takeaways from these top ten games? Uh, the only real surprise on that list for me was Ring Fit, and that's just because while I've heard it's a good game, I didn't realize how well it was actually selling. Right, and then yeah. that I agree because I will tell you the last update that I heard on Ring Fit probably like, and obviously I'm not saying this is the, these amount of units sold within this range. I heard an update like probably four months ago that it was just a million dollar seller, but I didn't have a hard number. That's all I knew. <laughs> so seeing 11.26 is very, very impressive and wild to me. Also this past year probably boosted sales in it quite a bit. Yep. Um, without a doubt. I mean, no, am I really surprised by this list? Not entirely. No, not, not now. Um, at least. Now that you've said them, cause on this list that you sent me, I didn't know what some of these were. <laughs> it's bad like I, Animal Crossing New Horizon I didn't have a clue what that was on this list <laughs> and then when you said it I went oh yeah that yeah, makes sense now because it's all abbreviated on the list that makes sense see yeah. I saw ACNH and I, I knew what it was but in my mind I still read it as Assassin's Creed New Horizon I was like I, okay. I, 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 was, I kept going Assassin's Creed as well I was like I didn't know there was, Assassin's Creed was on the Switch this popular I mean the only real bad <laughs> thing about it is what made me think about this because I really just recently saw something about uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Rising uh, Sun as a possible new project, but I don't remember. I think that went into a dead end somewhere at one point. Assassin's Creed Rising Sun. Yeah, Japan. All right. I've been waiting for that one for a while. <laughs> Let's go. That would be dope. That would be dope. Now, when it comes to this list, like I said, like we're saying, man, it's not surprising uh, except for Ring Fit, I would say, but I am curious what's going to break into this top 10 over the next year. Obviously, Breath of the Wild 2 is a surefire thing. I'm curious if... Uh, um, uh, the Gen 4 remakes might crack up in there. I was about to say, we got n- the Gen 4 remakes and a new Pokemon game coming out. Give them a year or two, they'll crack top 10. Will Metroid Dread cra- crack the top 10? That'll be debatable. Maybe the top 20. <laughs> Maybe top 20, yeah. I mean, depending on how big the Metroid fan base shows up, and if you get your prime remaster, baby. Uh, um. <laughs> I feel like that uh, uh, getting in the top 10, obviously 11.26 to crack it, man. Uh, I want to believe Metroid Dread could potentially do that um, because as we've seen with Metroid Dread being announced, it's just kind of you know brought passion back to the Metroid uh, franchise, seeing uh, top selling on Amazon, you know, top selling for GameStop and stuff like that. But man, that is that is tough. I, I don't know if I want to hammer that and say it's going to crack the top ten. I'm I'm hopeful. That'd be cool. I would like to see that. Uh, but I don't know if it will. I don't know if it will. I'm with John. It may, I think it'll be like a top twenty, which obviously is still not bad. That's obviously not. But you know, selling over a million units, it's great. But still not better than Ring Fit. That's what people are going to say is that it's not better than Ring Fit Adventure. That's going to be the narrative that's going to be driven now. So, And then, of course, we also did get a console update and just overall software about how many sold. So for the console update, it, the hardware itself has sold 89.04 million units sold. And then software, 632.40 million units sold as well. With that hardware, it has now passed the PS3 and the Xbox 360 for lifetime units sold. The next thing in its path 
is the Wii. That is that is insane. Uh, the Switch has done so exceptionally well. The top-selling console of all time is the PlayStation 2 at, I believe, 150 million units is the last update mm-hmm. that I saw. I don't see it reaching that high. Um, after it beats the Wii in terms of Nintendo stuff, its next uh, milestone, I believe, is just the uh, Nintendo DS. I believe it's going to be the next one. Uh, but how 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 far do you guys think the uh, the switch itself is gonna you know you know grow here? Because we got the switch OLED that's coming out this year, uh, just holidays in general. The switch is gonna move a lot. How high do you think the switch? What's the ceiling here? I mean, I feel like the switch has definitely capabilities of reaching up there, just because this has been a lot better of a uh, hardware machine for gaming than people probably initially in- expected it to be, and then they've just slowly been actually having a decent catalog of stuff coming out and just um, been releasing things that make people actually want to pick it up and play it versus just mm-hmm. it's there. <laughs> right. Yeah, personally, I I could see it passing passing up the Wii given a couple more years. Not sure it's going to catch up to the the DS series. Right. Because that it's like that was an anomaly in itself with how, yeah. how popular that handheld got. I'm actually gonna look up uh, top selling game consoles. I might of have all it. Time. I might have it pulled up still. All right, let's uh, let's take a look at this. Let's take a look at this. Uh, all right, yeah. So yeah, PS PS2 is number one, 155 million sold. Uh, Nintendo DS Family is how it's con- uh, considered. I would assume that means uh, no. Okay, so that is just DS stuff because 3DS is further down. Oh, uh, 154.02 million. Game Boy Co- and the Game Boy Color, uh, 118.69 million. PlayStation 4 with 116.4 million. PlayStation with 102.49 million. Uh, then the Wii, which is like I said, that's the next uh, milestone for it, is 101.63, and then the Switch is right there. I personally think the it's going to pass the Wii by the end of this year. Going at like beginning of 2022, I think it's going to pass the Wii. I really do. Most definitely, I could see it passing the Wii and possibly the original PlayStation. Yeah, and then yeah, I I think I think it will pass actually both of those, and then uh, the next jump from there is getting up to 116.4 uh, to pass the uh, the PlayStation 4. Man, with with those sales, um, it just really makes you think. Like, what is next? You know, I would safely assume they're going to do uh, just another variation of a Switch, kind of like the Wii U, but maybe with some better marketing than they did yes. with the Wii U. As like, like I've said before here on this show, and and probably the friends when the Wii U was announced, I didn't know it was a brand new console. I thought it was just like a Switch OLED, for example. Yeah. I had no idea it was a full console until I saw a picture of it with the tablet. I'm like, oh shit, this is completely different. So, you know, whatever the next console for a Switch is going to be, hopefully it's going to have better marketing. But uh, when it comes to the Switch, man, just how high is it going to go? I mean, it'll obviously for sure be the highest selling home console they've ever had, but it will, it will pass the Game Boy and the DS. That's that's TBD. I, I, me personally, if I had to make a prediction, I think it will become the third highest selling console of all time because you know the jump that we have that we're talking here is that it needs to get past 118.69 million units and then after that the next one's 154 so i think it could get some somewhere in in that window that range for its possible ceiling but i mean it, it, you know we'll see you i know? think the real strategy here is they need to go what they did with the ds marketing is start bringing out a bunch of uh, specialty ones and yeah. companion with like games, just change the Joy-Con colors. People will buy that shit. Yeah, you know, and that's actually interesting. It, it does surprise me that we haven't seen more of that. Honestly, with the Switch, it really does. Like, you know, at least the Switch Lite, if anything, yeah. at the very at the very least. Now we have seen some more variations of Switch Lite come out compared to the the regular Switch. Because uh, um, actually, no, that's incorrect. We 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 have seen more Switch variations, but even still, it's not that many. We had. We had a Fortnite one. That happened. Uh, the Animal Crossing New Horizons, the Smash, the Let's Go Pikachu Eevee. Um, is that it? Is that, is I believe so. Just those four. Well, the, the Mario one just came out beginning of this year. Oh, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, a Mario one came out this year. I, saw, I think it's just those five. And then for the Switch Lite, the Sword and Shield one, which I do still regret to this day not buying. Uh, they recently had an Indigo one that came out. You know, kind of match like the OG GameCube. Um, and then a, I think a... I, 
was a was a pink one an original release no it wasn't cause it was gray yellow and, and turquoise yes. so yeah pink ones come out so i think that's it for switch light so i gotta say at the very least like switch light especially i'm surprised we have not seen more variations because like just talking about like let's say this year i am big shocked that we did not get a zelda 35th uh, special edition but it may also because we don't have breath of the wild 2 coming out so yeah. maybe next year we'll get that 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 is one thing that big shocked me i mean even with um you know, I under, now, now this one doesn't shock me. This is, just, you know, because of what they're trying to push. But I do think it would be it would have been kind of cool. I mean, with like let's say Metroid Dread coming out. Obviously, the Switch OLED drops the same day as Metroid Dread. But I think it could have been cool to maybe see like a Metroid Switch Lite, for example. Obviously, I know that you know I get it. They're wanting to push the OLED, but I mean it, it does shock me that we have not seen more. Because I mean with 3DS, you know, God bless. There are so many special editions out there. There's a shit ton of special editions that we've never even seen before because they they are just over in Japan. Yeah, there's tons of different 3DSs and DSs just in general out there, which amounts to why it's so high up on that list. Yeah. Uh, it was it was like every every notable game that came out got a new new DS to come yep. with it. Yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, there was, uh, for 3DS, uh, there's like two or three Zelda ones. I know, like, the, um, the small 3DS, there's an Ocarina of Time one. That's the one I have. There's a Majora's Mask yep. one. I think there is another larger one. I think Fire Emblem got one or two. Yep. Um, the Pokemon X and Y got them. That's yeah. the ones I have. I got the Persona one that for Persona Q that came out. Um, Metroid did get, well, Metroid actually got like, I think two or three. Yeah. Yeah. They got a decent amount. One piece actually got two, but they yeah. never came over to, they never came over here. There's yeah. a pink chopper one. And then there's a red one that has the full st- straw hat crew on it. Yeah. No, the DS had like so many significant different variations. So it makes me wonder why they haven't tried that marketing with the switch. Yeah, I agree because you know, as, as it's very well documented when it comes to Nintendo, shit's going to sell. You know, we've talked about that with the Skyward Sword thing where it's just like people are going to bitch about the price and et cetera, et cetera. The shit's still going to sell. People are going to buy it. So it's the same thing here. It's like, why haven't we seen more uh, Switch variations or Switch Lite variations come out? That is interesting. You know, maybe, like I said, maybe next year we'll get Zelda 35th, whatever, and, you know, and maybe they'll even try to push some other of their first party. Like if we get, like, maybe another Fire Emblem on console, maybe get one of those. Uh, Metroid Prime 4, maybe that gets one. Who knows? Uh, but no, that is very shocking because they they milked the hell out of that with the DS and the 3DS. Like they milked the shit out of it, and it all sold. You know, there's multiple Pokemon ones, Zelda ones. I think there might have been a couple Mario ones, Metroid, Fire Emblem, shit, and shit's gonna move. So, um, but that, I think that does do it for this episode, um, boys. Do you have anything that you want to add on? Any last little tidbits about anything that we talked about here, or uh, anything else? No, I don't really got anything to add. Just want to ask if you can like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever platform allows. If you like what's going on with YouTube, uh, you can hit the subscribe button. If you really like it, you can hit the bell and it'll notify you when any of our videos or clips go up. Thank you. Yeah, and as for me, as always, glad to be here. Come back when you need me. All right, I'll hit you up in a week or two. We'll see. Depending on what we got going on, I guess. Yeah. All right, well, I guess we're going to get out of here now. Uh, lots of good stuff to talk about, you know, just involving sales numbers and everything. Those are always very interesting to see what's going on. And I, like, I'm i just very curious what's going to continue to come out of the Switch. I definitely think it'll hit number three all time. But will, will it pass the original, like, DS or whatever? That is TBD. Hey, at least Mass Effect's doing very well. That's always cool. I know how exciting uh, that is for John to talk about. I know John Still never played it. <laughs> Do you, did, did you buy it? No. Oh, well. Uh, maybe I'll buy it for you. I think I said that last time, too. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Well, he said he had a lot of stuff coming up that he needed to play. So, I don't know. But with that said, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure to leave a like on the video. Like Zach said, subscribe to the channel. Be a friend. Tell a friend that you listen. We'd greatly appreciate that. And uh, until next time, guys, have a good one. See you. Bye.